following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. And we are back, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I'm joined by my tag team partner. He is the analysis of the L. Oh. See, he's a man that put the honor back to Ring of Honor or killed Ring of Honor. Either one. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. What's going on, Mario? Jeez, man. I feel like it's been forever. It really has. And it's episode 255, right? Because the last episode we did, which was in the beginning of the year, was a mini-sode because I don't know what the hell happened. I think it was right. the world's end effect that kind of just destroyed that episode. And we right. haven't done an episode in a month, but what a way to come back because there's so much shit to fucking talk about. Oh, man, is there ever? I'm telling you, there is... Uh, listen, if you would have told me that we'd be doing an episode and coming on here and, and talking about the stuff that we're going to heavily cover, you know, the things that are going on in the wrestling world just these past couple of... Uh, really, the past 48 hours, really. Um, <laughs> just... Crazy, man. Crazy stuff. I can't wait to dive into it all. But uh, how are you? Dude, I am. I'm doing great. We're talking about this privately um, before we hit record. I'm doing great. My personal. Well, let me rephrase that. When it comes to the wrestling aspect of things, I'm in shambles. All right. I have so many mixed feelings. But when it comes to my personal life, um, this is probably the happiest I've been in a very, very long time. And um, keeping busy, obviously working a lot. You know, uh, I've, I've accepted that. You know, Lucha Outsiders is, besides it being just a vanity project, but it's just a, it's a part-time thing for me. You know, whenever we get on here, either to do a show or we do a live Facebook feed, you know, it's just a, a part-time gig, you know? Like, I already accepted that. It is what it is. I just like to get my opinions out there and obviously talk to you about wrestling because I really enjoy having conversations with you. But other than that, dude, my personal life is just, it's great. I have no complaints. How about you, bro? What's going on with you? Well, first of all, it's great to hear. I'm very happy uh, to hear that. That's great news. And yeah, man, I feel the same exact way. My personal life is pretty good right now. Not many complaints. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like a complete 180 from what we usually come on here and talk about. You know, I feel like we, we started episodes a couple of months ago being like, 
all right, so how you doing? You're like, you're like oh. <laughs> just, you know, work and all this. So it's nice to see a complete 180, uh, you know, for both of us. 2024 yeah. seems like it's been uh, off to a good start, which is great news. But yeah, same here, man. Can't complain. Things are going pretty good. Um, you know, outside of the wrestling bubble, of course, you know, we, we, we feel some type of way, yeah. um, you know, about that stuff. But other than that, can't complain. All right, brother. Uh, let's get into it. We're not going to do a hashtag rebel time because I had a rebel this morning. I am having some ginger ale as we speak. If you could hear the little jingle of the ice, you know? Nice. So I am having some little ginger ale while we have this conversation. And it's going to be a long conversation. And we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I'll start off by this. Last week was the Royal Rumble. Okay. Did you watch it live, Ryan? I did watch it live. Okay. So overall, before we get into breaking everything down, what did you thought of the actual pay-per-view overall? Uh, it, it wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't overly amazing either, though. It was a pretty average rumble. It okay. got the job done. Um, the results were great. They were fine. No no, you know, complaints about any of the results. Um, I just felt like, I don't know. I don't even know what I was expecting, but there wasn't any like crazy surprises or any crazy twists and turns. It was pretty much, I guess, what you would expect, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But overall, I did enjoy it. It sounds like, and I'll give you my thoughts about the rumble in a bit, but it sounds like you kind of wanted a little bit more sizzle on the steak. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, with the WWE product being as hot as it is right now and just Every show has been good. All the PLEs have been great. Triple oh, yeah. H has just been, you know, just obviously a master booker, right? And we've known this for a while, how 100%. you know Triple H has his hand on the pulse more so than anybody else. He knows what he's doing here. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like this was like the most highly anticipated rumble going into it that we've seen in years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't know. I thought maybe... I don't know. I, again, I can't even tell you specifics of what I was expecting because I don't think I was expecting anything specific. Right. But when it was over and when it was all said and done, of course I was hyped. <laughs> but I just kind of – I was like, well, I feel like the men's Rumble match from last year, from 2023, was better. Um, there was obviously no surprises, which, okay, you know, you don't need too many legends coming back these days, you know, with how much talent they, they have, you know, in the company now. You don't really need those guys to come for, like, a cheap pop or whatever. Um, but I don't know. There was literally none of that. Come all. on. You wasn't surprised about with, with Pat McAfee just jumping in and jumping out and the, the big no. old Moss? You wasn't, you wasn't happy with those? A waste. Complete waste. How, how but, about uh, Ron Breaker? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Brown break. Uh, okay, okay. That was good. Yeah. For the NXT guys, that was Andra- Andrade? That's a good one. Andrade was good. Yes, Andrade was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the women's rumbled, obviously. You have Naomi. Jordan, Jordan Grace. Grace was great. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. The um, TNA, so, baby. You know, TNA. TNA, man. Hey. I, making I have an, bad to say. Making an impact on the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Great to see, man. Honestly, I, I have no issues with, with that at all. And obviously, we'll get into that more in right. depth. But uh, yeah, like I said, overall, the Rumble, it did its job. But I don't I mean, I don't think at the end of the year, we're going to be talking about this show as being one of the best shows of the year. Let's put it that way. Okay, yeah, um, that's clean. That's clean. And you know what? I, I do agree with you in that aspect as well. I did not watch the Royal Rumble live, believe it or not, Ryan. And this is compared to a year ago where I was with my friends, shout-outs to Iridian Lowe, Casey, and Raul. We were out in San Antonio at the Rumble, right? This year, I did not watch the Rumble live. I was actually in Boston with with my girl. And, um, yeah, I stayed spoiler-free. I had no idea what the hell was happening. And then, 
you know, fast forward to Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I threw the rumble on. Like I said, spoiler free, I had no clue what happened. And I enjoyed the show for what it was. Was it the greatest rumble? Absolutely not. But um, for what the show was, I did enjoy it. Um, I, I believe, Lo- I think Logan Paul and Kevin Owens were really in a tough spot, but I think they, you know, like the crowd started off like really with no energy in the beginning of the match, but then they won the crowd back. By the time the match was over, the crowd was like at the edge of their seats, right? So, you know, shout outs to, to them, both Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. I thought the Fatal 4 was average, but for it being an average match, I think it got the job done. I'm happy AJ Styles is back to wrestling tights and not wrestling in jeans. Okay, that was like one of the highlights for me of the show. I thought the Women's Rumble was... I was telling this to a buddy of mine about the Women's Rumble. I thought the Women's Rumble was fine. I love the surprises. But for whatever reason, and maybe I'm on an island by myself when it comes to this, I thought the beginning of the Women's Rumble was kind of rough to watch. And I don't know if it was nerves... But I felt like it was very, very slow paced, man. Like, I felt like they were going in slow motion. But then, obviously, the match picked up and we started getting more entrances. And then, you know, the match was what it was. And then Bailey ultimately ends up winning it. I'm so happy for Bailey, especially with the story that now they're telling with that. Um, but yeah, the Women's Rumble to me, was it good? It was okay. But I think there was other prior, better Women's Rumbles. And then the Men's Rumble, I enjoyed it for what it was, too. And. You know, ultimately, well, we got to the final two, and then obviously, you know, the winner, Cody, and then that that shot, you know, with the WrestleMania sign, him also doing the the two sweet twice, and then the the gun, you know, a la Bullet Club, Elite Bucks, and then pointing to Roman, that was like right in the fields, man. Like I was, um, I ain't gonna lie to you, this is twenty four hours removed from the actual live broadcast, and just watching that, man, like I started. I, I started kind of like getting not emotional, but like I started feeling it. Like I was like right in the fields, man. Like, and I, I did a post about it like two days ago after everything that's transpired in the last week, right? And it's just like, fuck, man. Yo, this guy got really put in a tough spot last year where he loses to Roman, right? And there's moments throughout the year where he kind of felt like he was in limbo. But for whatever reason, somehow, some way, this guy is just so. Like, you can relate to him, and you feel sympathy for him. And it's like, it's kind of like when you're so like a fan of a football team, right? Like, when when your team goes to the Super Bowl, it's like you want something, right? And it kind of felt the same way when Cody wins the Rumble again this year. And to, for whatever reason, this is compared to me being there live last year. I don't know. This one just felt like a bigger deal to me. Like, yo, he did it again. Like, he's going to fucking finally finish his story, right? And I was... I was caught up in the fields, man. Like, I, I, you know, like, I was looking at Cody, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I was looking at him, and I'm like, yo, this guy has become, like, one of my top ten wrestlers of all time for me. Like, that's how much I love Cody. And not only that, and I'm sure you could relate to it as well, Ryan. I related to him so much because he loves his father as much as I love my father. And I would do the same thing where his, his father couldn't finish the story. Obviously, you want to finish that story for him or finish his dream. No pun intended. And, like, it's just so relatable. So he's like, how can you not cheer for this guy? And then ultimately, we know what we know what's going on now. We're going to get into all that. But at that moment, I was just so happy for him. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's just right in the fields. Yo, I could not agree more, honestly. And, and that's the perfect, uh, you know, like you summed it up perfectly. That's why... 
everybody loves Cody the way they do. And this guy, I mean, like you said, he's definitely in your top 10 wrestlers of all time. He might be in my top five because that's how much I love this guy and how much I want him to succeed and finish this damn story. Because like you said, yeah, it's so relatable, man. Like he's chasing something that his father never accomplished. I mean, that's an amazing story right there. You don't see that in any, like, like anybody else in wrestling who wants to become a world champion. Like you just don't see that a guy like randy orton for example who had a father in wrestling he's what a 14 time champion he's a spoiled bitch at the, I, I love randy. and even I love randy. and I'm, even RKO's like, father <laughs> yeah he's spoiled as hell though right he's 14 championships right. i think cody even said this in the in the uh, i just want to be a one-time champion he just yeah he just wants to win the title once and i think that's why this makes this so special I agree. I could not have been happier and more hyped at the end of the Royal Rumble to see Cody winning it again, making history, man. I mean, that was just unbelievable because I did not expect it. I really thought CM Punk was going over. (sighs) Okay. And I mean, thank God he didn't. Thank goodness. Obviously, now it's being hurt. Thank God he didn't. Dude, what a congratulations that would have been if fucking CM Punk would have won the Rumble. You know, I think that, I, I, I mean, just like off top of my head you know knowing cm punk obviously i mean not knowing him personally obviously but knowing how he's a veteran in this business yeah and, you know obviously he's you know he, he he's aware of things like this 1000 he knew obviously that he was hurt right i mean it's obviously not the first time he's been hurt it's not the first time he's tore his tricep if, you but, could, listen, he, at this point he could fucking sneeze and he'll get hurt yeah pretty much <laughs> But the, when he takes that DDT and then he goes to the corner and then you right. see the ref coming over to him, he knows he's injured, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to think that if he was supposed to win the Rumble, he he probably would have uh, no. tried to communicate yep. to the ref. 1, he would have tried to communicate backstage to saying, yeah, listen, we got to call an audible here. Um, you know, So obviously I don't think that would have ever happened. But yeah, I mean that moment at the end with Cody, it, you know, pointing to the WrestleMania sign. First of all, I love when he does the the shout out to the, the Bucks and Kenny. With yes, the lead, not, never forgetting where he came from. Exactly, I, I freaking love that man. Me it too. Warms my heart. Me it too. Really Me does. too. I love it as a fan. And then I love how Roman was in the suite because it was perfect. It and then was. He, oh. I, I mean, listen, we knew, right? Right. I mean, well, I, I listen. I'm talking as if I don't know. Like, what listen, we're not. We're, exactly, we're not going into the future yeah. yet. We're just yeah, talking yeah. about the moment. We're talking about in the moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously, you know, as soon as Cody wins the Rumble, it's a no-brainer. He's picking Roman Reigns, right. right? I mean, that's the story. I mean, really, like, we're not dumb, right? They even said in the post-show, uh, the press conference, he was like, "Well, yeah, wasn't it obvious that I was going to pick Roman?" Yeah. But just the visual of Roman <sighs> in the seat, so good. Oh man, it so was good. Just perfect. And I actually had. Um, a friend who was in attendance at Tropicana Field. Oh, nice. For the Rumble. Oh, oh, your favorite, your favorite arena. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I'm disappointed I wasn't there. <laughs> really wish I, I, I could have been there. I, I, honestly, that's the that's the most full that building is ever going to be. Let me tell you, forty thousand, whatever it was, they will never see that number ever again in history. So they'll probably be begging for WWE to come back. Um, <laughs> but one of my friends who was there said that he when when Cody turns around on the turnbuckle and he starts pointing and then obviously like violently, you know, yelling and stuff. Yeah. He couldn't tell what what was going on. I don't know if they didn't like throw this on a jumbotron or a screen they or didn't. anything. I have yeah, two I friends think... I have two friends that that went there too. Shout out to the heel marks, both Brady and Daniel. They were in attendance for the rumble and they said they had a hard time looking at entrances and then like the visual, like pretty much what we were seeing on the broadcast feed. Because they didn't have screens up. That fucking dump of a, of a <laughs> stadium. 
<laughs> they probably they probably don't have up to date screens. That's why. Well, you know what? Maybe they should have brought the Thunderdome back. <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't have been a bad idea, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that like I was glad that. I was home and watching it from home because I don't know that moment. Like, obviously you can go, if you're there live, you go on social media and then you 1000% like being there live. You, if you don't understand what's going on, I don't know. Like it doesn't make the moment like that much. Like you're kind of confused, you know? So I watching from home was like, it was just an incredible, uh, you know, to watch and yeah, couldn't have been happier for Cody, man. He's, uh, he's the man. It it was right in the fields, dude. And like you said, that, that shot, where it goes from the mania side, and then he turns around, and it's just perfect. He just perfect. points at Roman. And also, credit to Roman, too, the way he reacts to it as well. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. just, it's pure cinema, you know? And at that point in time, I'm like, yes. And I did a post, like, the next day about it. I'm like, it's now or never. Like, Cody Rhodes needs to finish his story. Like, the fans want it, right? Last year. Remember, I went on record saying, like, I don't think it was a sure thing. And also, after everything that transpired and how the year progressed, I also went on record saying, like, despite Cody losing, that loss to Cody did more damage to Roman than actually Mm -hmm. Cody, right? Just based on how the bloodline story progressed and just how Roman's reign, no pun, just seems at this point like very lackluster, right? I, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be champion or anything like that, but it's just at this point, it's like he's barely on TV anymore. Like he he wrestles what? He wrestled at SummerSlam and then he didn't wrestle until I don't even remember when. I think what was it? I think it went from SummerSlam to what? The Rumble? What the fuck? That's like four months. Yeah, I know. I mean, listen, I. Oh, he, I'm you know, gonna... I forget. He, he wrestled that money in the sand, but still, that's still a long time. Yeah. Yeah, right, and and now it seems like he's not going to wrestle until WrestleMania, and he didn't Rumble and Mania. That's a huge gap. Listen, Roman Reigns has earned he's earned the right to you know wrestle as many times a year as he wants, right? But not when he's the champion. No, all right. This is why you pull the belt off of him, and then who cares when he shows up, right? Like he'll she could he could take four months off. Like it doesn't matter at that point. And this is why. And again, what happened you know a couple of days ago on SmackDown is further proof as to why. <sighs> They should have crowned Cody champion last year in Los Angeles is because, again, this everything's happening right now doesn't need to happen with the title involved. And Roman obviously could just have that schedule that he had all year. Right. He oh, yeah. wrestled from SummerSlam to so that's August to November and then November to you know the end of January. Like he can do that without being champion. But the fact that he's still holding this title is what bothers me. And again, like you said, this reign at this point, obviously, it's going to go down as one of the most historic reigns ever of oh, all yeah. time. There's oh, yeah. no denying that. But it's it's dragging now. It's getting to the oh, point yeah. where like enough is enough. To what to like when it's finally over, everybody's going to be so happy that it's <sighs> like I just feel like we're not going to be able to look back on it right away and be like, wow. And like appreciate it, you know? It's gonna take us a couple of years oh, to yeah. look back on it and appreciate it just because we're so grateful it's over, you know? So just just a couple more tidbits before we we talk about kind of the aftermath of the rumble. I do want to mention something real quick of what happened at the press uh scrum, and then we'll go on to Monday Night Raw. Also, there was a rumor that came out, uh, I wanna say like the week of that um Plans, quote unquote, plans were changed, and we weren't going to get Rollins and Punk, and that we were heading to a possible Gunther and Rollins program, which I would have hated. But 
what solidified like okay I, either WWE leaked misinformation to Sports Illustrated or Sports Illustrated just got worked by like some knucklehead, which is crazy because it's Sports Illustrated, right? It's a media outlet, okay? It's not like Ringside News or Body Slam or one of these Joe Bear sites, right? It's Sports Illustrated. Somehow they put a report saying that, hey, the working plan is this and the working plan is that. And then the final four was Drew McIntyre, um, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, and you're okay, okay, like, you're looking at these four and, like, okay, this could really go either way, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think Drew gets eliminated, right? Then Gunther gets eliminated. I'm like, yes, the Sports Illustrated article was just a complete bust. And that's no disrespect to, disrespect to Gunther. But it's just like, man, and listen, if Gunther would have won it, I wouldn't have hated it, right? Like, he deserves it too, right? But at the same time, it's like, we want what we want. And that's Cody Rhodes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. 100%, man. And it's, yeah, they could have went any other way, really. Like you said, I mean, any of those guys could have won realistically, yep. right? But they went with Cody mm -hmm. for a reason. For, you know, for ex exactly. Reason. You just said it right there. For a reason. And that is why, and again, I'm not going to skip ahead. I know we'll get, get there. Ugh, uh, unless the, you want to get there now. <laughs> but uh, it, this is why everything that happened is a complete sham. And it's an embarrassment. And it's just... Um, I, I mean, really, I've run out of the words. I don't even know. Don't even <laughs> no, we're right. We're going to build up to it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Oh, boy. But, so, yeah, I mean, there's a reason he won. Yeah. And I think if Cody didn't win, right, if he didn't win the Rumble and the plan was for him to win the Elimination Chamber, like, like that's what I, I thought. That, and I think we, we, that's what you predicted. That's what we thought was yeah. going to happen, that Punk was going to win the Rumble and that Cody was going to win the, the, the Chamber. But then it's like you see – it's like the fans wanted it. It wasn't just me and you, bro. It felt like the whole world – wanted this moment like you saw the reaction at Tropicana Field like for whatever reason keep in mind I was there last year when Cody won the first rumble his first rumble yeah this just felt like a bigger deal I don't know why but yeah. it just felt like a bigger deal even for me just watching a TV 24 hours later it felt like a bigger deal because you thought you realized this time around Okay, this man is finishing the story this year. He's not winning back-to-back -back rumbles and not finishing the story, right? I mean, come on, like, I mean, that's why it, that's why I think it hit different is because the realization sat set in that Dude. was like, wow, this is happening. And especially with that article that you're referencing from um, Sports Illustrated, they put out the report that tr uh, Triple H apparently said like Cody's not headlining the show this year. Yep. He's not finishing his story. And then when he wins the Rumble and he's pointing the Roman, it's like, oh, you're oh, like shit, yes, Sports Illustrated. He is winning, then. He is making so, 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 the story. So, Sports Illustrated gets one of these. That's first of all, all right? Congratulations. But, you played yourself. Well, maybe not, actually. From well, what we know well, now, maybe not. <laughs> well, they don't get they, get... they get the congratulations button the week of prior to the Rumble. You get what I'm saying? That's where they <laughs> yeah, get the congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... Yo, you go back and watch that footage, bro. That reaction. It's like that whole stadium, bro like, was just up in arms. And then, when he points at Roman, everybody starts losing their fucking mind, bro. Even the commentators. Michael Cole, um, Pat McAfee, and Corey Graves, they even start losing their minds. Yeah. It was yeah. just such a dope moment, dude. Yeah, I Ugh. watched it back several times. Me too. And I had the same reaction every single time. Ugh. It was great. So and, good. And it's just such a shame that, like, if we don't get Cody and Roman at WrestleMania, right? If we don't get him finishing the story this year, 
what a waste of a moment, you know? What a waste of a moment. The entire story last year in L.A., after Roman beats Cody, I said that is the biggest fumble, uh, one of the biggest booking fumbles of all time. They should have had Cody go over. I said it was going to be very difficult to have Cody uh, keep this momentum for the next year. And I said to myself, what is he going to do, win the Rumble again next year? I just feel like it's not going to hit the same. And it, and well, you know what? It did hit this. It, it, hit, it hit better. better. <laughs> Even better. And, again, sometimes when WWE does this and fumbles things like this, they usually rewrite their wrongs, and it ends up working out in the end, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the time. This is the year. This is Cody's year. If this doesn't happen at WrestleMania this year, of course, it could happen at SummerSlam. But it's not going to hit the, the same. Moment, the not moment gonna... is not going to be no. as big no. as it would have at WrestleMania, especially because this man won the Rumble. Again, if he didn't win the Rumble, we wouldn't be here talking about this because they could have had an out. And I think everything that happened on Friday – people wouldn't have been in an uproar about if Cody didn't win the Rumble. But the fact that they teased this happening, and now they might not be delivering it, and I say might not because I still think there's a chance, and I'm trying not to work myself into a, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to work myself Yo, we're here, so, but... yo, it's like we're, it's like we're having like a therapy session right now for this podcast. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it was. Oh, what I, what I figured to come on here and do because. I just couldn't wait to come on here and start, you know, talking about this stuff because, man, I've just had, like I said, so many mixed feelings. And yeah. I think, I, like I said, the, the tease at the end of the Rumble, I think, is, is the reason that there's such a big uproar. I think if that didn't happen, I think if Cody didn't win the Rumble, we don't, we don't, we were not here talking about what we're going to be talking about and the things that are happening yeah. on the internet and what happened on SmackDown wouldn't have been, you know, a, a big deal as much as, that, as it is now. All right, a couple more things before we get into Monday Night Raw. So um, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to Jordan Grace. I, I She deserved that spot. I'm glad that she got that spat, spot. I'm glad that she got to uh, represent TNA. She looked like a million bucks. Um, she lasted a pretty good amount of time in the Rumble. Also, Jay Cargill, she looks like a fucking star. Obviously, you know, compared to some of the other women that were in that Rumble, she's not as um, polished up, if you will. But to say that she isn't a star, come on, like you, you gotta be kidding me. Also, Tiffany Stratton looked like a million bucks. Um, and then obviously Bailey, you know, winning the rumble, the return of Naomi. I, I thought the the women's rumble, like I said, it wasn't when it comes to like a match quality, I don't think it was the greatest, but I do think that all the women busted their asses and we did got some pretty cool surprises there. And um, yeah, Andrade is now back in WWE. He signed to the Raw brand, and now they're teasing with Braun whether he's going to sign to SmackDown or Raw. Uh, Braun ended up taking the Brock Lesnar spot, and we'll get into why he took the Brock Lesnar spot in a little bit. But uh, Braun's another guy that, you know, I'm not the biggest Braun Breaker fan. I'm not not knocking his work or anything like that. His just his shtick isn't for me. But he looked great in this Rumble. Yeah, no, he's he's grown on me, man. I I wasn't a huge huge uh, supporter of him over the past, you know, I don't know how many years that you know he's been in NXT now, mm-hmm. but he's really grown on me. Yeah. He looked great in there. He yeah. looked like he didn't miss a beat. He didn't look like he was nervous. He obviously uh, took out took on the Brock Lesnar role. You know, oh, yeah. he, Brock was supposed to be doing everything that he ended up doing in there. And let me tell you, they couldn't have picked a better replacement. And yeah, I agree. He yeah. looked awesome. They nailed it. They nailed it. Okay, so we get to the press scrum, right? You know, Cody Rhodes got on the mic, Bailey got on the mic, and then Triple H got on the mic as well. Um, did you b- watch the press going by any chance? I did, yes. All right. 
Who do you think decided to be a troublemaker on the press scroll? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this wasn't this wasn't a surprise, right? <laughs> as Nick... soon as uh, you know, I I, I had a feeling as soon as I knew that that he was there. Oh, I was like, okay, he's gonna be the one to uh, you know. Here's the thing. I don't knock people that decided to ask the question of Triple H, but why would you ask Cody Rhodes? Yeah, like, right, right, exactly. Just because yeah. he used to be a, a, a EVP in AEW, now all of a sudden you want to ask him a question like that? Listen, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't think Triple H did himself any favors by the way he was answering some of these things, right? But um, Nick Hausman, bro, this guy is like one of the biggest jokes in wrestling media a lot of people stay away from this fucking guy and people don't understand he still decides to like you know criticize people that criticize him like what don't you understand bro you're a toxic human being and you're trying to be like this like i don't know like a, a political like activist or something like you know for the power of good and this isn't that but no you come off as a troublemaker with a fucking agenda yeah, and he, listen, he asked Cody before Triple H because he wanted to be the first one to talk about this, yeah. right? He knew as soon as Triple H, you know, came onto the podium that people were going to—the first question, even though the first question I don't think was that, but he knew that he might not get the opportunity to ask Triple H. So he wanted to be the first one to ask Cody for some odd reason to get his name out there even more. Mm -hmm. And again, he's just uh, living up to everything we've been saying about him on this show, and it's just uh, awful— that he gets to be a part of these things. I mean, I he got kicked out of the AEW ones, and now he's going to be in all the WWE ones, which, I mean, that's... It's just, again, I, I don't know why they keep letting him in. And thank God that other guy, the guy who asked about Taylor Swift at one of the other press conferences, Steve I don't Ball. think he was in it. Steve yeah, I don't Ball. think he was there. No. Thank God he's not there, but now we got to get Hausman out of there because he's just un as unbearable. Yeah, it, it's a fucking disaster. But um, okay, let's move into Monday Night Raw. So there's already some rumors come going into Monday Night Raw before Raw went live on the air that CM Punk got hurt in the Rumble, right? And they were saying, I believe it was PW Insider that reported first, saying that it was a, a tricep injury. Okay, that he might need surgery and he could be anywhere out between four to six months. All right. And the second I saw that, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, and I know uh, there's a good portion of the audience that it's like, ha ha, CM Punk. But like, as much as see, uh, there's some things that, that, that CM Punk did in AEW that I don't agree how he handled it. I, I don't want to see the guy fucking hurt, be hurt, you know? And don't get me wrong, it, it's like follow the bouncy ball, right? He gets hurt a lot. But I also don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't want the guy to fail, you know? Like, to sit here and tell you, like, the guy, the guy doesn't, like, he draws a reaction, bro. Like, it's, it's not like he doesn't draw a reaction. Like, people are invested in this guy. And also, like, the finishing the story, right? I think there's a, like, I'm one of those people that would like to see Punk finish his story. Like, he should main event WrestleMania one day, you know? Like, I, I feel like he's deserving of that. He's sacrificed a lot for for the wrestling industry and shit. And, you know, I hope that this time around, especially with WWE, and it seems that way, especially with some of the comments he had after he he went on Raw and announced that he's going to be out for a while, and he cut that promo, and then you see him backstage, and he's, like, very emotional, crying, saying, like, hey, this is what the wrestling business is supposed to be. I mean, I know a lot of people can be like, oh, that's CM Punk. He's probably bullshitting, but I don't know, man. I don't think he's bullshitting. No, man. Listen, CM Punk, he seems like a changed man this time around, dude, honestly. Like, he looks like he's got 
a better head on his shoulders, and um, he's got just a better attitude about everything. I think the AEW stuff really got to him and really made him realize that he's too old for this crap, you know? Like, he, there's and there's no, like, life is too short, right? Like, there's no time for this bullshit anymore, and he's just going to take this last, last run here, I guess, and uh, just, you know... They just change everything like like no, no time for that bullshit or anything and, and obviously we knew right when he went back to wwe that the stuff that happened in AEW was not going to fly you're right. right that stuff was not going to happen but he just seems like a rejuvenated revived individual it's great to see he's gone about everything the right way you see all the pictures and the videos i mean they put out a whole royal rumble vlog for this guy 1000 you know visiting cora jade uh, yeah. when she's uh you know she just tore her acl He's going to train at the NXT, uh, you know, at the Performance Center with all the NXT stars. The day of he's, the day of um, the day of the Rumble, he's posing with Jade Cargill and shit. Yeah. You know, former AEW talent. Yeah, yeah, they're reunited, and you know, uh, you see him just a bunch of these behind-the-scenes pictures of like with all these random talents. You know, he's hugging the Miz backstage. He's staffing up Austin Theory again. Like this is a new CM Punk here. And this is the CM Punk that I've always been a fan of. This is this yeah, is the guy too. I love. Me too. Uh, and I'm enjoying. Well, I was enjoying what he was doing on WWE programming up until this point. Ugh. And uh, listen, I feel for him. It really sucks. Like I, yeah. it, it, I felt like this was his year to main event one of the nights of WrestleMania. The program with Seth Rollins was yep. right on the table. Of course, you know that could still happen down the line. But Seth might not be the champion now. So. <clears throat> that changes everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, those tears that he had in the ring were real. The promo they gave, I thought was really heartfelt. You know, yeah. he's talking about his friend who has cancer. Talked about that, real life. No. Yeah. He brings that stuff into it. Like that's, you know, that's a, like CM Punk, like he's just, he's a classy individual, you know, I, I, and I just really like, we've talked about this before. Like he's not a bad human being. Like, I think a lot of people had a different perception of him, obviously with the, with the backstage fights and all that stuff, but I never thought this guy was a uh, was a nasty, disgusting, cruel right. human being. You know, people think uh, I'm crazy when I say that too. People think I'm crazy when when I tell people like, listen, do I agree with a lot of the shit that he did in AEW? Absolutely not. But I still don't think he's a bad guy. The fact yeah. that Cody is always praising him and like Cody's like a god at this point, right? Like Cody can't do no wrong. That to me should say something. The fact that Cody is always praising him. Yeah, yeah, they're friends. They've they they've had no issues. And listen, I feel like it's one of those things where if you show CM Punk respect and you're kind to him, you have nothing against him. He's not just gonna be a dick to you for no reason, right? The AEW stuff happened. I mean, nobody wants to admit it, like because everybody wants to just attack CM Punk. And listen, I'm not saying CM Punk handled it great. He didn't. But it all started when Hangman Page was shooting on him on live TV, mm -hmm. you know? That's how it all started. It's not like CM Punk just started shit out of nowhere, right? And then, you know, and, and this also, and let's you know. also not ignore the fact that I think there's like a level of like, and whether this is, is, is a malicious intent or not, but I think there's also a level of entitlement there where it's like, oh, I could shoot on my promos, but if someone does it to me, it's not cool, right? So I think there's like a level of entitlement there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, fair. like and, and like I said, even with all that, right? Even with the bullshit with the elite, brawl out, all that stuff, and then the stuff that happened later on and shit, right? Do I think CM Punk could have handled things better? Absolutely, right? At the same time, let's also not ignore the fact that AEW's a jungle, WWE is a corporate environment. I mean, well, 
Yep. It's supposed to be a corporate environment. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be a corporate environment, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I, I like, like, point being is that CM Punk looks like a, a different guy yes, in WWE. 1000%. And listen, I think everybody, again, unless you have so much hatred for this man, you know, and nobody should be rooting for injuries, but you had to feel for this guy in that moment. So CM Punk announces an injury, and then I think most of us, right? I don't know how you felt about it, but it's like, okay, they're probably going to pivot to the Gunther match. I know that was like a rumor already, and they kind of teased it the week before with Seth Rollins and, and Gunther. So it's like, that kind of makes sense for them to go that. Maybe they do like a title versus title type gimmick. Who's to say, right? That's what I thought was going to happen. So then Cody comes out later on the night, and, you know, great ovation, you know? Uh, Samantha Irvin announces him the 2023 and 2024 Royal Rumble winner, which was like a nice little, you know, nice little icing on the cake, right? And then Cody gets on the mic and blah, blah, blah. He starts like, all right, let's get into it. Um, WrestleMania. And then Seth Rollins' music hits. So I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing here. They're going to try to prolong this a little bit, which is totally fine. Why not? Why not kind of tease the audience a little bit? I didn't think much of it. I'm like, ultimately, Cody's still going to face Roman Reigns, but you know what? You want to tease it a little bit? I'm cool with it. I thought the segment was great. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought the segment was great. Seth Rollins brought a lot of valid points. Hey, we have another title now. I have solidified this title as the IT title. We've been at house shows. You've seen either one, either one of us is closing the show. Um, he talked about all his defenses, how he's the workhorse champion. And then he mentions how, like, so do you want to go for the Hollywood championship? Do you want to go for the Hulk Hogan title? Do you want to go for the title that people politic their way to get? Or do you want to go for the Dusty title? Which I love that little, little, like, just little, mm, right there, a little umph right there. Because that is the big old belt. I know they haven't acknowledged having the same lineage. But to me, when I look at that title, I think of the big old belt. That, to me... Is just another version of the big old belt. Like to me, it's the same lineage, even though WWE doesn't acknowledge it. But that to me is the same lineage. So I love that Seth Rollins said that. And then Cody, because he he sells it like a champ. You know, he he looks emotional. He looks kind of distraught. And then he tells Seth Rollins, "I'll think about it." Okay. Fast forward to Friday night. All right. We get the bloodline coming out. Roman counters what Rollins says and. As much as you want to criticize Roman, Roman also brought up some good points, all right? We're going to look at both sides. We're not going to bash either guy here. He says, like, oh, well, do you want to make Roman Reigns money or do you want to make Seth Rollins money? And he says, like, hey, that's the number two title. And he says, like, yo, you can't claim like you're, like, the guy if all you're doing for the past year is wearing your women, your wife's clothing. So he brings some. he's a real comedian in this segment, Roman Reigns, all right? Out comes Cody Rhodes to go to commercial break. You know, we get to the in-ring segment. And I'm like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm pumped now. We're going to get it. We're going to get the confirmation, baby. Cody, Roman 2, WrestleMania. I'm going to be there live. I'm excited, right? He goes on this long promo, and he tells Roman that Roman cheated him, which he did. You know, Roman didn't beat Cody Rhodes last year fair and square. No, he cheated him. And Cody talks about how he envisioned uh, us having this meeting for a very long time. But the way he envisioned it was a little bit differently. 
you know, he, he didn't expect all the bloodline members to be at ringside, blah, blah, blah. And then they step outside. Paul Heyman still stays in the ring. And then Cody Rhodes goes like, I'm going to take everything for you. And I'm coming for you. And I'm coming for that title. Because that's the title I want. And then he goes like, but I'm not going to do it at WrestleMania. And I was like, what? And I looked. I, I was just like, no way. No way. No, no, no. I was like, no way. This has got to be a tease, right? Maybe I'm thinking at this point when when all this is happening, I'm thinking in my head like, okay, maybe he's going to go to Monday Night Raw and then address Seth Rollins and then he's going to have second thoughts there and maybe they're just trying to drag this on a little bit. That's what I'm thinking, right? But then he goes like, yeah, you know, I've been talking to counsel and I've been talking to people and one of the people I talk to knows you very well. And I'm like, no... And then The Rock's music hit. And I popped instantly because it's The Rock, right? And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And I'm still trying to like, I'm still trying to like grasp everything. I'm still trying to analyze everything. Like, like what the fuck is going on here? And then I see Cody and The Rock looking at each other. And The Rock extends his hand. And Cody shakes his hand. And then they hug each other. And The Rock is whispering something to Cody's ear. And... You could tell Cody went from smiling to very emotional, but then also, like, sadness. And I'm like, no, no. And then the show ends with The Rock and Roman facing off. We get, like, a online exclusive, I think it was, like, on YouTube, where they're still, like, facing off. And, um, you know, Roman raises the title. Roman leaves. And then The Rock gets on the mic and closes out the show. And... You see, you see, you see how defeated I sound just by telling you all this, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, you're not the only one. No, oh, God, and you know what? I wanted to do a post about it on Friday night, but I was just so like distraught about it and heartbroken. That's the best way to put it. I was heartbroken because I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they pivoting to this? And then I waited till the next day to to do the post about my my thoughts about this whole thing, and I have a lot of thoughts uh, about this whole thing. Um, I get I get it from a business standpoint in a certain way, but at the same time, I feel like they could have done things a lot differently and still have the rock involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ryan, just kind of give me your thoughts about everything that we just that I just mentioned right now. I'm going back to the Rollins stuff. And then fast forward to SmackDown, and then we'll kind of just go from there. Yeah, I mean, I had the same uh, thought in my head as you did when I was watching Raw during that Seth Rollins-Cody segment. I was like, hey, listen, that's fine. Rollins wants to uh, face Cody because he wants to get a win over him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody beat him three times back in 2022. I mean, hey, this makes sense. It's a built-in story in theory. Yeah, yeah, I had no issue with it. I was, I was like, hey, whatever. Is it a waste of time? Yeah, kind of, because everybody knows he's going for Roman, but I don't hate this, right? Again, didn't think anything of it. And then I saw on Twitter, somebody, like, the next day, it's like Tuesday morning, somebody said on Twitter, like, there's no way they pivoted to Cody versus Seth because of the punk injury, right? If they did, that would open the door for a rock Roman. And I'm reading this, and I'm saying to myself, well, shit, now you got me, like, now you got me second guessing, right? Now you got me thinking. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, no. I mean, listen, 
they can't do that because Cody already won the Rumble, and he already pointed to Roman. So they have to kind of do Roman and Cody now, right? Because you already teased it. So it has to happen. It, it makes no sense if he goes for Seth. The one thing that Seth said that made me kind of, like, the, the wheels start turning in my head is when he said, do you want to go for the Dusty Belt or do you want to go for the Hollywood oh. And I said to myself, how stupid does Cody look now if he says, I don't want the Dusty Belt, which I guess is not really the Dusty Belt, but I think he meant, like, just the workhorse belt or whatever like that. And when he said that line, I'm like, well, shit, like, I don't know if I'm the only one thinking too much into that, but that doesn't sound good. And then, you know, fast forward to Friday, and, you know, Friday comes and they advertise the face-to-face and all that. The one thing that I kept seeing on social media, and I think Dave Meltzer con- confirmed it, was that The Rock was backstage. The Rock is there. I Cody didn't even see that, bro. I didn't yeah, even I, see I that. Yeah, I wish I didn't. I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference if I saw it or not. I would have still had the same pissed-off reaction. But I saw that. <laughs> And I and in my head, I'm still like, okay, well, maybe they'll do night one and night two again. One night you have Rock Roman, the other night you have Cody Roman. Either way, we need to have Cody and Roman because why would they be face to face tonight, right? And again, why would they do the Rumble tease? I kept going back to why would they do the Rumble tease? I understand plans may have changed because of the CM Punk stuff, but either way, you already teased it. You need to deliver it. So I just thought that's what was, what was happening. And then, you know, everything you just said, when he's in there and, and he's talking to Roman, I want that belt. I want to take everything away from you, but not at WrestleMania. I was just like, what? I was like, this just makes Cody look like a complete moron. Why would you not want Roman at Mania? You've been chasing this now. For, for a re- year! Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. He's been chasing this title now for two years. Two years. Actually, you know, you're right. Two years. It's been two years. When he came back to WWE, he said he wanted this right off the bat. Right after Mania 2022, right after Mania 38, he laid out his plan, right? But now he's trying to avenge his loss one year later from getting screwed out of the main event. He gets back to this point. He wins the Royal Rumble again, which nobody thought was even a possibility, okay? And now you don't want to face Roman when you have a golden opportunity? Do you even want to finish the story that badly if you're willing to just give up your title shot to The Rock? This made no sense. This absolutely made no sense. And I I just know that inside Cody's head, he was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are they making me look like a complete moron? Ugh. Cody's not a guy to speak up, though, I feel like. I, if, if this was CM Punk, I think CM Punk would have been, went to the creative and been like, listen, rewrite my promo because I'm not saying that. But Cody's a company guy. He's going to do what they want him to do. He's going to take things on the chin, and he's going to be that guy to, you know, whether he likes it or not, which clearly you could tell by his reaction when The Rock gets in the ring, uh, all those camera angles, which WWE did edit out of the YouTube. I don't know if you saw that right before we got on here. Yeah. I, I saw on Twitter that – Somebody said they edited that, yeah, they that did. stuff out um, yep. because Cody just – you could tell the look in his eyes. And when he embraces with The Rock, you know, there's a brief smile there depending but on what Rock But then it's just said, pure you know. sadness. But then, yeah, then it sets in. And when he gets out of the ring, man, it's just so sad. Like it's so sad. and Heartbreaking, bro. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it was – I mean it sounds silly to be heartbroken over something no, happening I, in professional wrestling. But this is how – invested we are in this guy and i don't think anybody i mean listen mario i can't speak for you i've never been this invested i think the last time i was invested in somebody 
this much was when Kenny Omega was chasing the IWGP heavyweight title, and he, just, a, he was failing against call. Okada. The last time I was this, that was the last time I was invested in a wrestler, uh, you know, fulfilling a dream and succeeding like this. I have never been behind anybody else the way I'm behind Cody here, and I obviously can speak for everybody else based on all the backlash. I'm, I mean, I've had Cody. I've had moments of of just like wrestlers that I'm a fan of when they win their first world title that I'm just ecstatic, right? But the but the, I think what Cody makes things so different is because the story's been good, right? I can't sit here and say that I haven't been, like, ecstatic and, like, oh, my God, like, when when John Moxley, Dean Ambrose won the, the championship for the first time in WWE, like, in that, and the same night, it was, like, it was, like, Seth beat Roman and then Ambrose cashed in. Like, I was ecstatic for him. Like, I was super happy. Also, like, when AJ Styles won the first WWE Championship, I was static for him, too. So there's been moments where I'm, if I'm a, a, just a big fanatic of, of of the guy or gal, right, I'm happy for them. But with this, it just hits so differently. And kind of going back to what I said earlier in the show, how, like, Cody's so relatable. Like, I relate a lot to him. And that's why he's, like, in my top 10 wrestlers of all time. Like, I love the guy. Like, I generally love him. And it's, like... It, 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 the best way to compare it to is like when you're rooting for like your team, right? Like when they win the Super Bowl or they win the World Series or they win the NBA Finals or whatever it is, right? You feel like you want something too. And I feel like that's how it is with Cody Rhodes. And I don't know if I can't think of an, another wrestler that I felt that way about ever. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I completely agree 100%. I mean, he this is the most relatable pro wrestler. And, and literally, I don't – I can't tell you one person that I know that is not behind Cody Rhodes or, or even if you're not fully behind Cody Rhodes, they don't hate Cody, right? Like, they understand. Like, they feel for him. Like, they want to see him, you know. <laughs> how, can, how can you hate Cody Rhodes? It's going to be yeah. – it's like two, three years from now, it's going to be nearly impossible to try to turn him heel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to be like John Cena. He's going to never turn heel. I mean, listen, and that's the thing, too. That's the problem I have here is that this Cody Rhodes is the biggest baby face that <sighs> WWE has had since John Cena was a full-time performer. And how long ago was that at this point? And not for nothing, let's be honest here, Ryan. And listen, we, lo we love Cena now, but let's be honest. John Cena was a baby face of Jace. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true, true. All right, but, but but I mean, he was he was right. No, no, I like, get like that still, role. Yeah, universally like, loved, right, right, right. But he was he was loved by a good majority of the audience. Right, he was John Cena still? But yeah, you're right. This is a baby face that like you like, don't you know, get. Let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. You don't get right. that. Like no, right, it's right. it's straight. Let's go, Cody. 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 Like people love Cody Rhodes. You get what I'm saying? And it's just fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%, and that's the most frustrating part here is that I, you know, I really thought we were past this point, right? We've been praising the WWE product up and down for how many episodes now? I mean, the, the shows have been great. I mean, yeah. dude, I watch Monday Night Raw every week, and I actually enjoy what Damn, I'm man. Raw, listen, Raw was great this week. Yeah, the booking is great. Triple H is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. I finally thought we were done with all this, you know, that era of a part-timer coming in, stealing away a big WrestleMania ah, spot, yeah. just any spot on the card from a full-time talent, especially a talent like this who has worked his ass off, who stays after every single live event for like over an hour to sign uh, – you know, sign things, uh, you know, autographs. Take He's going to be the best man for some random dude's wedding. 
Right. Like this this is like oh, as good this is as good of a worker as you could possibly ask for, right? And to push him aside for again, I understand the magnitude of the rock versus Roman Reigns. I get it. I understand box office. It's gonna be on Sports Center. It's gonna be plastered everywhere. I understand you put this on billboards, it's huge. I get it. It is a poorly timed rematch. One thousand percent. And again, they probably could have still done this and also done Cody and Roman. Again, WrestleMania is two nights. Well, that should benefit them. You do one on one night, you do with the other on, you know, uh, you know, night two. If you really want to do both. So, but again, like just the the simple fact that we've been wanting this match, right? Or at least I have the Rock and Roman for. I would say the past three years, you know. Not for nothing. It should have happened last year, to be quite honest with you. Right. So WrestleMania 37, I, I wanted. I, I would have liked to see it. WrestleMania yeah. 38, I would have liked to see it. Both times he didn't come. I said WrestleMania 39, Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, biggest WrestleMania of all time. If it doesn't happen here, I'm over it. It's done. It's it, Who cares? <laughs> the, the fact that we got Lesnar and Roman at three WrestleManias and we couldn't get Rock and Roman for none, it doesn't make right. What the fuck? Right. And now... When there is a story in place that Ugh. every single person is invested in, a beautifully told story, a real-life story, now The Rock decides to waltz back through the door and say, I want Roman, and now I want the WrestleMania main event. And again, I know if you're well, – I mean, honestly, I think at this point, Triple H doesn't even have much power because now The Rock's on the TKO board. Yeah, so let's, so so let's acknowledge you know, that. So now The Rock is part of the, the, the board of TKO, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he has power. So let's kind of get into now the aftermath of what happened Friday night and what's rumored and what's being reported. Let's get kind of get into all that, right? So The Rock is part of TKO. He's part of the board, right? Which was a big thing, big, big news week, both good and bad for WWE the week of the Rumble. You have the Rumble happening Saturday. You have the Netflix deal that gets announced for WWE that's going to take place in 2025 where Raw is going to move to Netflix. Major deal. I think it's like five billion dollars in the in a span of ten years. It's a crazy deal. Whatever they have, uh, Netflix has the option after the fifth year. They have the option, or at the fifth year, they have the option to to kind of pull out if they feel like it's not working out. But they also have the option on the ninth year or going into the tenth year. They have the option to go into another ten years. Right? They have that option. So think about think about it like this. And you're younger than me, Ryan. But think about it like this. If Netflix picks out that other 10-year option, that means Raw is going to be on Netflix, and I'm going to be in my 50s, okay? <laughs> that's, that's insane. That's insane to think about, right? So, yeah. so that just tells you like how crazy of a deal that is, right? They also announced The Rock being part of TKO, blah, blah, blah. And then we get into the events of the stuff, and we're going to get into that in a little bit, right? Because that is not good stuff, right? So that happens. Fast forward to SmackDown. We get this shocking reveal, right? Cody's not going to challenge now Roman, and now we're going to get the Rock and Roman. So this is what's being reported, and this is what is being speculated by rumors, okay? Fightful put out a really huge report kind of breaking down the the pivot from Cody and Roman to now Rock and Roman. Now, what's being reported is apparently the Rock has been pushing for this match, okay? Uh, the Rock apparently has been pushing that he wants to even win the title, which is what the fuck, right? There's also been um speculation that another reason why 
now more than ever, The Rock wants to have this match is because of what's going on with the bad publicity with WWE and the Vince allegations, right? That's also playing a factor. Um, there's still a lot of gray area if the punk injury played a factor into these plans. But there's been reports. I don't know if you read this, Ryan, but there's been reports the day of the Rumble, there was rumblings, no pun intended, that The Rock and Roman was going to be the match. So there's like a lot of like, he says, she says shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? Like, imagine, think about it like this. Imagine Cody was left in the dark. Like, only, like, a who's who knew, like, hey, we're really going to go with Roman the Rock. And Cody just did that because it just made perfect sense. Like, I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns, so I'm just going to point the finger at him. And you tease the audience this shit. He says in the press conference, like, well, obviously, I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. Like, what the fuck? You just made him look like a freaking idiot. You absolutely made him look like a complete moron. I mean, like again, again, like I said before, if they didn't tease all this stuff, Again, I don't think there would be so much uproar. Now, I think there would be some uproar because at the end of the day, people want to see Cody and Roman, right? That's the match. That's what people want to see. But the fact that they teased us, like if they weren't going to even do it, don't have him win the Rumble. And I understand plans probably changed. But you know what? You already had that moment with Cody pointing to Roman in place. You should have... Are, are, are we just going to erase that from history? Are we going to just right. erase, like, he, he ignore that? Are we just going to act like instead of you pointing at Roman, he pointed at Rollins? Is that what we're going to do? Right. <laughs> like, they could have worked around this. The way they went about it was so utterly stupid that I know, you know, all the We Want Cody and all the, the, all the uproar on social media, on Twitter, on all this stuff. Like... I I understand people are expecting a Daniel Bryan situation. I'm, that's what, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I am praying to the wrestling gods, okay? Keep in mind, that's the only gods I'm praying for because I, I, I'm an atheist. But I am praying to the wrestling gods that we get a Daniel Bryan situation out of this because it's like, it's not good for business, bro. And I know, listen, I, I don't think The Rock's a bad guy here. Like, I, I know a lot of people are coming for The Rock's neck. Some people are even coming for Roman's neck. I don't think The Rock is a bad guy. I just think he's looking at it from a business standpoint. But at the same time, like, I really hope he's not ignoring the audience. The good portion of the audience that does not like this decision. I think there was a way that you could have The Rock in the main event without being in the main event. And let me explain that. If The Rock really, let's say the rumor is that the rumors are true that part of the reason why this match is going to happen, besides the fact that it, you know, Roman and Rock is supposedly a better blockbuster match and blah, 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 and it could create more money for TKO, et cetera, whatever. And let's just say the Vince allegations are also playing a factor to why they're pivoting to this, right? I think there's a way that The Rock could still be part of the show and part of the main event without being the main event. And you know how they could have done that? We could have gotten the, the, the Cody and Roman segment on SmackDown, and Cody could have been like, I have been talking to Council, okay? And you know what? I'm coming for everything for, from you. I'm taking everything from you. I'm taking the title. I'm taking your bloodline. I'm taking your family. I'm taking everything. But this time, we're going to do it on my terms. You cheated me last year. So this time, I have an insurance policy. And it's mm-hmm. someone that knows you very well. And they're either going to be my special enforcer or the special referee. Out comes the rock. Boom. You go into Mania. Cody beats Roman. And that's the perfect setup. For the Rock and Roman match at a future date. Yes. 
Absolutely. They could do a one-year build like Cena and Rock did years ago in 2011, where you set up the main event for the following year's WrestleMania, if you want to do that at Mania 41. Because honestly, I don't really think anybody would care if they did that, as long as they don't do it this year. I agree 100%. They could have done so many different things. And don't give me, oh, you know what? Well, The Rock might not be available next year. Bullshit. That's too bad. If he cannot commit, if he can't, yep. if, if, if a movie's going to get in the way or any other project's going to get in the way, too freaking bad. We should not be pushing every story and mortgaging the potential future, you know, with Cody being champion, right? The Rock comes in. Rock does this match with Roman. Rock loses. That's it. He's not on Raw the next night. He's nope. gone. He doesn't come back. And so you know what? Who's to say? Go? I did a post earlier today because it's funny how WrestleMania is happening in Philadelphia, right? Rewind back to 2015 when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. Guess who was by his side? The Rock. And guess what? They got booed out of the building because I was there. And no one could yeah, tell I me that they didn't too. get booed out of the building. They were booed out of the building. Nobody gave a shit about Roman Reigns. They didn't even give a shit about The Rock. All right? And The Rock is beloved. Fast forward all these years later. Now they're potentially, because I'm hoping there's a pivot again where we get Cody and Roman, right? Now there's a possible chance we're going to get the Rock and Roman in Philadelphia. If Listen, I'm not saying it's impossible, but they have to tell the perfect story and they got to make TV. They can't just be appearing every three weeks to tell their story because yeah. if they don't tell the proper story, that match is going to get booed out of the fucking stadium. Yeah, and I love that it's in Philly too because that Philly crowd is going to be hopefully relentless. And, you know, if this was happening anywhere else, maybe not. But if they go through with this match, that Philly crowd is going to completely hijack it. And, again, I we already had that at Mania 40 uh, – Mania 40, I'm sorry. Mania – what was it? 34 uh, with Brock we Lesnar. I, I mean, we didn't Bo know Frank. each other at the time, but I was at that Mania too. That yeah. people did not give a fuck about Lesnar and Roman. They took – they hijacked that whole match. You had Macho Man chance. You had Rusev Day chance. Um, CM Punk chants like every right. chant you could think of. There were chanting beach balls flying around oh. the freaking stadium during the main event of Wrestle Freaking Mania. We can't have that again. We cannot have that situation again. I mean, that is just it would happen in Philly, bro. It, main event should be. It, it's just ridiculous. And you know, if they if they end up doing the Daniel Bryan situation where they end up giving Cody his title match, they have to find a way to do it where Cody and I don't know how you're gonna do this. Because either way, Cody still looks stupid because he's that line where that, he that's said, the I'm part. Down, I, I want you, but not at WrestleMania. Then how do you get him back in there? He still looks like an idiot for saying basically that he didn't want it. So how do you get back to that? I don't know. You I know what? Thought, the only way I could look, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to pivot very back. very hard. But I think the key component here could be Seth Rollins. Because I feel like Seth Rollins might not like what Cody did because it's like, it's not because that's not Cody's first choice. And I think Rollins could, if they decide to go back to Cody and Roman, I think Rollins could be very key for Cody going back to Roman. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think the key component is the rock in here. I think the rock and, you know, I saw somebody tweet this right before we got on here, and I honestly love this. I, I don't know if we're being worked. If we are, it's the greatest work in history. Um, <laughs> but literally, somebody said, I would love to think this event on Thursday the in Las Vegas, the press conference that they've been advertising, 
is in Vegas and not Philadelphia because they're going to announce WrestleMania 41 for Vegas with Rock vs. Roman as the main event. Rock vs. Roman, this is your story. Rock will say, this is your story. You finish it this year. It's not my story. And then we get back on track. Rock And Rock has said this, too. He said he wants a long game, right? He's a long gamer. I th- you think he said this on the Pat McAfee show, maybe, or something like that? He also said it on Stephen A. Smith and um, what's his dude's yeah. I can't think of the name right now. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't even want it. First take, I think it was. Yeah, he, was he, he did say he, he, he likes to play the long game, yeah. Yeah, so give it a proper build, a one-year build. It doesn't need the title, obviously. It's for the, the head-of-the-table gimmick, so you do that. And Cody's the champion, and we can go on with our lives. I think that's the only way you get back on track is if The Rock writes the wrong. And, again, it's going to make The Rock look stupid. Actually, it's going to look Cody still look stupid in the end because of that one line where he said he's not talented. Well, you know what? They could just erase it out of the feed because, I mean, they erase everything. Why not, right? Yeah, right? But I don't. I, I can't get that out of my head. I can't oh, bro, so, this is a fucking disaster. It's a, it's a disaster because they had something perfect on a silver platter, and it's all ruined once again because a part-timer has to come and screw it all. And I understand it's The Rock. I get that. But you know what? Shout out to my man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is why I'm a bigger fan of him than The Rock, and I have been for years. When he came into WrestleMania 38, what did he do? He was in the main event. He didn't politic his way in there. He didn't steal a spot from anybody. He wasn't in a title match, and he put Kevin Owens over in, in the process. The Rock is doing the complete opposite. He's politicking. He's putting himself in the Yo. main event, taking away a spot. And I, I just read, too, I don't know if you read the same thing, and I totally believe it, that he is pushing for him to possibly even go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing the complete opposite that Stone Cold did. Oh. I, I, I can't stand this. I, 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 I thought we were done with this, Mario. The WWE product was getting my trust back. Triple H was getting my trust. I thought we were done with this. I spent the freaking mortgage on Mania tickets because I thought Cody was finishing the goddamn story. And here we are in this scenario. And we, we honestly could have literally done everything so differently. I, I just, I don't even, I don't know, man. I, I don't even understand why any of this needed to happen. There were so many different ways you can go around this, right? Mm-hmm. And they just, like I say, it's like tunnel vision. They just see one way. They're like, screw Cody, screw the future, you know, screw every every other story that we've been telling for the past, you know, year. Rock, Rock wants to do this match, he's in. And it's like, what? Tell me. All right. I'm telling lies. So, um... I don't even know where to go from here. Okay, so <laughs> it's 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 dude, it's a lot. And listen, I, I'm here with you, right? Like, and and I'm a fan of The Rock, but it's just it's not the timing. It's not it's not the right time. We need the finish of Cody and Roman, okay? And it, it's rough, man. It's it's really really rough. And I'm still gonna go to Mania. Like, I still want to go to Mania, and, and I'm actually gonna request the days off, like probably this week. But um. And that's another story that I'll tell you privately. But so it's funny because um, let me let me just go back to the CM Punk of it all too because I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the CM Punk injury, right? Um, I I, I think the reason why CM Punk got hurt, Ryan, is because I think me and my girlfriend probably jinxed him. Congratulations, you played yourself. So I told you I was up in Boston, okay? I was up in Boston and um. My girlfriend, she's a, she loves karaoke, okay? She loves karaoke. She's a singer. She has a beautiful voice, all right? And I'm not just saying that because she's my girlfriend. No, no, she's like a legit singer, right? And 
I never been to no karaoke gimmicks until I started hanging out with 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 her. Okay, and we did the karaoke in Boston the first time, and we loved it. We went back, whatever. And then the second night we were in Boston, she goes like, "You should just go up there." And I'm like, "No, like I have a terrible voice." Now keep in mind, I was a little not intoxicated, but I had a couple drinks in me, right? And you know me, I have no problem being being behind a mic. I love being behind behind a microphone. We, we do it on this podcast, right? Me being like. In front of people is not the issue. It's just I'm not a singer. I'm not. That's not me, right? But she's like, just fuck it. Just go up there and sing. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck it. What? Listen, I don't know nobody here. What do I have to lose, right? So I'm like, all right, fuck it. What should I sing? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, I should sing Cult of Personality. <laughs> okay? I you go know, up I there. Clip now that you mention it. I <laughs> think okay. I go now, up there. I go up there, and I sound terrible, okay? Now, keep in mind, I was a little bit intoxicated, right? But then I had, I guess, I don't know. I guess the vibe was just vibing. I don't know. I guess I just attract people. And I had some bros, right, some Boston bros in, in the bar that, you know, kind of joined in, okay? They joined in in the, in the, in the, in the sing-along of Cult of Personality, right? And you know when it gets to that riff where it's just straight guitar, okay? Just straight guitar. One of the dudes that was there starts to see him punch him. So I hear that big pop for me. Now it's like a group of us, and then there's like people behind the bar chanting CM Punk. My Is this girl. The night of the Rumble? The, this was, no, no, this was Friday. Okay. This was Friday, okay? This was Friday. My girl has no clue what CM Punk is, but she pops because she's seen a whole bunch of dudes just chanting CM Punk. She starts chanting CM Punk, okay? The next day we're going we're looking back at these videos and then I'm she goes like who the hell's CM Punk? And I'm like, it's a wrestler. And then <laughs> she goes like, okay, so I kind of show her some clips of CM Punk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, okay, she gets it. That same night, we go back to we go to another karaoke spot. Now this time I'm a little bit more sober. I'm not really drinking. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling good. Let me do cult of personality again, all right? Now I sound a little bit better. Do cult of personality. Another CM Punk chant breaks out, right? But keep in mind, between throughout the day, my girl just loved the CM Punk chant so much, she was just randomly just yelling CM Punk for no reason throughout the day. Just randomly just chanting CM Punk. She loved it so much, okay? To the point that after a Boston trip, she got her kid to chant CM Punk for no reason, okay? <laughs> that's, how, that's how much the CM Punk chant is over with my girlfriend. So the, the, the night of the Rumble, we do the karaoke thing. I'm doing cult of personality. I kill it. I'm getting compliments, which I was surprised I got compliments. Maybe because I wasn't really intoxicated this time. Get some CM Punk chance, blah, 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 whatever. Keep in mind, I still have no clue what happened in the Rumble because I'm staying spoiler free. We drive back Sunday. CM Punk is still the topic of conversation, right? CM Punk chance. She just loves the CM Punk chant, whatever, right? I get home. I watch the Rumble, and then I realize CM Punk. Like, fast forward Monday. After I watched the Rumble and shit, I even I even sent her a clip of CM Punk at the Rumble, right? And she popped for that. Then I find out Monday, I'm like, babe, you'll never guess what happened. She's like, what? I'm like, can you believe that CM Punk got hurt? And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's going to be out for six months. And that just put like an axe through everything, all the plans. And now they're going to have to switch things around. So she's like, you think we jinxed him? I'm like, I think we did. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Ryan. Mario, this is all your fault. This is this is all this is that has happened with the Rock 
and Roman and Cody. Is all your fault? Is that what you're telling me? Because you decided to do karaoke for the first time in your goddamn life? I guess I got to get myself the button, bro. <laughs> Oh my God! Congratulations, you played. Well, listen, that's—I mean—that's hilarious. That's a funny story. I—I I popped huge at the clip. I think I saw it on Facebook. I think she tagged you on on Facebook. Yeah. I, where I saw it, it was hilarious. Um, hey, listen, kudos to you because I don't—I really need to be—I I need to be beyond intoxicated to be <laughs> doing karaoke. Let me, let me tell you, I, I have to be completely obliterated to even pick up the microphone. Um, well, so well you know what? You. I, after after doing it, like both a bit intoxication and then doing it also like borderline sober, I think I would do karaoke again and that would be my go-to song, Cult of Personality. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, I mean, it's a song that you know perfectly, you know, you know the lyrics too, so yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> if I had to do it too, it would probably be some sort of wrestling song. <laughs> I'm going to be Kingdom from Cody Rose downstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, all right. So, okay, so back to the, the Cody of it all. And just the the Roman and the Rock and just all this shit, man. And another thing that's bothering me too, it's like, you know, the Rock did a post earlier today. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, I forget. And he did a post saying like, oh, you know, I felt the love and this is and that. And don't get me wrong, the, the the audience at Alabama were into it, you know, like they they were popping over there. But then you see like all the online shit and you see the comments and all the dislikes on the YouTube shit. And I think it's like one of the most disliked. WWE videos of like all time and this is like you can't ignore numbers and it's like I, I don't like that The Rock is ignoring that and then also it's like WWE is apparently like they're keeping their eye on the tone of the audience and you know granted like I think it's pretty stupid especially if they were to pivot again back to the Cody and Roman don't get me wrong I would be happy if they did but it's like, okay, how are we going to explain that? They got to really tell a good story if we're going to pivot to that. And, I'm, and like I said, I'm praying to the wrestling gods that we do get back on track with the Cody and Roman program. And then The Rock just becomes either like a special guest referee or like an enforcer. That's what I would love for it to happen, right? Because I don't want to see a triple threat. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a one-on-one no. -on -one with – and it's not that I don't want to see a one-on-one -on -one with Roman and The Rock. I just don't want to see it at Mania. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, Rock Roman, like, obviously, like, that's a match I think everybody has wanted to see once before, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not saying I don't want to see – I mean, I don't want to see it now. Right? But, I, like, if they did it at Mania 41, I mean, I'm not going to hate on it. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm interested. There's a story there, obviously, you know. But it just doesn't make sense to do right now and right at this moment. And Mario, I mean, I know there is some people that are excited for the Rock Roman match. I feel like it's going to be a complete shit show, in my opinion. And I'm not even just saying that because I'm hating on The Rock. Uh, this dude is winded. He's gassed when he does one people's elbow, uh, when he shows up here and there. When he did it to Jinder recently, he looked like he was gassed. And what happened the last time that he, he was in the WrestleMania main event? This was WrestleMania 29. This was my first WrestleMania. He first tore, WrestleMania what, too, tore up his... Yeah. What, what, what did he tear up? His quad or something like that? Halfway through the match? Was it his quad? Was it his pec? It was. I feel like it was something with his leg. I thought it was something like wrong. on his chest or his arm. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I I'm, I would have to go back and 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 uh, you know revisit that. Mm -hmm. But and then they just started doing each other's finishes to each other, and that was. I mean, really, that was the match. What if that same thing happens again? This was ten years ago. Now I understand. Ten years ago it was. It was. What, what year was that? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, so ten that years was ago. Twenty. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. So okay, but. What if the same thing happens again? 
and I understand people get injured, right? Like that could happen to anybody. But the older you are, the more prone you are to it. You know, I mean, I think just, CM Punk is young. I think CM Punk is younger than The Rock, and yeah, look, he's CM Punk is fragile. He's fragile. Yeah, I am afraid that. I mean, this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> like, like the story. The story is going to be fun. The promos are going to be fun. But as soon as the bell rings, man, <laughs> we're in for a epic disaster. And that's another reason why I just feel like this just does not need to happen right now when you have a match that would be 10 times better in ring quality. The story's there, and it will have a better payoff in the end because Cody will be going over, and it will send the Phantom happy. Instead of Roman retaining again for the fourth straight mania, I mean, like, how many more times are we going to be doing this with Roman holding the belt at the end of WrestleMania? Nobody wants this. Again, at some point, and I understand you can't book to the fans' liking every single time, but at some point, can you give the fans what they want? WrestleMania 35 was the last WrestleMania, I feel like, where they truly gave us the results yeah. that we wanted. Yeah. Kofi Mania, Kofi becoming the WWE yep. champion, Becky Lynch winning the, the belt at the end of the show. Why don't we have more of that, especially for WrestleMania? Man, fans come from all over the world. The tickets ain't cheap, especially this year. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So much freaking money. Oh, no, yeah. Why don't they give – and I, like you said, they can't book to everybody's liking. But something as organic as this Cody Rhodes story, this genuine organic fan reaction, why can't they just give us what we want instead of The Rock and Roman Reigns as the main event? Like it's just beyond mind-boggling, and I am so excited for Raw tomorrow because I can't see – I can't wait to see what they do. Because if they go through with Cody and Seth, if Cody picks Seth tomorrow – that's it. Yo, it's done. That audience, is gonna be row- that audience is going to be rowdy, too. They're going to be saying no, no. It's like, yeah. listen to your audience. And and okay, there's a couple things I want to point out, too. You mentioned WrestleMania 29 with Cena and Rock back in 2013. Do you remember who started off the year as champion that year? Which year? 2013? Yeah. yeah. CM Punk. Okay. CM Punk goes in as champion. Rock takes the title from him, and CM Punk's biggest gripe that 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 time was, why are you taking my main event spot? I've been carrying this title for this um this x amount of days, like over a year. Why can't we just make this a triple threat? And no, Rock comes in, takes the title away from him, and <laughs> faces John Cena at WrestleMania. It's like it's like history is kind of repeating himself, right? Yeah. Another thing I want to point out was it's crazy that we're in this dilemma right now because 10 years ago, right, we had a dilemma as well. And that was we were getting Batista and Randy and nobody wanted to see that match because they wanted Brian to be in the main event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, listen, they, they have to. They, I, I, I get that you can't always give the fans what they want when they bitch and moan and XYZ, right? Like, I understand all that. But I just feel like this is the moment for Cody Rhodes. Like, it doesn't... Even if Roman beats The Rock and we get the match for, with Cody at SummerSlam, it's not gonna fucking hit the same because it's not WrestleMania. And then there's another rumor out there, which I refuse to fucking believe. The other rumor is, this was always the plan that they're gonna unify the titles again. Why the fuck are we going to unify the titles again if it hasn't even been a fucking year that we've been having this world fucking title? 
Dude, them and their unification bullshit. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about this unification. Oh, anymore. God. I don't want to hear Roman being introduced as the undisputed champion anymore. You have two belts because you have two brands. You have two nights at WrestleMania. You need two world titles. No more unifying this crap. I know, dude. Honestly, if that report ends up coming true, I mean, really, I, I'm gonna lose going my fucking mind. Here? Who, who, who's who's booking the shit, Tony Khan? I know, really, exactly. But giving Triple H a little too much credit, I guess, if that's the case. Jesus Christ, yeah, man! I saw that shit too. I'm like, give me a fucking break. And also, too, at SummerSlam, yeah, okay, great. He'll end up finishing the story one way or the other. But man, again, it's not like we said before. WrestleMania is the moment, and yes. especially after winning the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania is the freaking moment. The only other place that they could do it that would make it feel be uh, better than WrestleMania is if they do it at Madison Square Garden one random night for like maybe a they throw a random Saturday night's main event. And, and you know what? I, I'll put I'll make the argument that it still wouldn't hit the same. Maybe not, but I I just feel like th that would at least make sense, man. It would make sense, but it would not hit the same for me. It would, even, yeah. Let me put it this way. I could be at Madison Square Garden when this moment happens. And don't get me wrong, I will be happy for Cody, and I might even get choked up for the guy, right? It still would not hit the same compared to fucking Mania. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I get it. I get it totally. It's just... Uh... Listen, I can only hope that they write their wrong. I'm not really so confident that they are. I think they're just going to ignore the noise and, and go through with this, and then they're going to hope that it blows over like they hope everything blows over. No, and, that, and, no way. You know, the audience gonna is not going to let this go, bro. Every Roman and Rock segment is going to get fucking booed. If this – dude, they, they have to listen to their fucking audience. I, I sense another, like, Goldberg-Lesnar from Madison Square Garden. What was that, WrestleMania 20-type scenario? Mm -hmm. I get another, like – the first two matches between Brock and Roman where the fans didn't give a shit about it. Like, I, I sense shit like that. Like, yo, the fans are going to, especially in Philadelphia out of all places, they're going to hijack the fuck out of this match. We want Cody. Fuck this match. Fuck you, Rock. Fuck you, Roman. Every chant you could possibly think of to demean this fucking match is going to fucking happen if they go into motion. Like, this is, this is what we're going to do, and then that's it. They, they, I, I, I refuse to believe that this is the match we're gonna get. Like, I, I still think there's a chance that we, that well, this could be changed. It, it, we'll, we'll have to find out tomorrow night because tomorrow night on Raw, if they don't make Cody and Seth official, then I think there is a chance because then that press event that they have on Thursday in Vegas, that could be very telling if they, if they decide not to go through with, you know, them making the, the world title match tomorrow official. And I just can't even like even fathom them doing that with Cody accepting Seth's challenge. Like, especially everything that Cody has said about the World Heavyweight title, how it's not finishing the story, it's not finishing the story. He just looks beyond stupid going for that belt. After everything he said to Roman, too, on Friday, he just looks stupid to turn it around a couple days later and be like, all right, Seth, I'll go for you. So freaking stupid. So tomorrow was very telling. I cannot wait for Raw, and I can't wait to see what they have in store. Uh, if, like I said, if Cody and Seth is not made official, I think there's still a chance. But, I mean, my goodness, man. Like... <sighs> I just can't believe they fumbled this so freaking badly, all because The Rock just decided this year, of all years, he's going to come back into the company now. Now, when it's convenient for him, when all of his other projects are failing on the side, he decides now that he needs the WWE. But here he comes, and he doesn't give a shit about anything, Cody, whatever. He's a complete tone-deaf moron, posting on social media all this stuff. Thank you, WWE. Thank you, Cody. The, the connection we have is unbreakable. Uh, no, bitch. The, the freaking... You have no connection with the fans anymore. Read the room. Have you have you read social media? Because I see you editing your Twitter posts. I know you're reading these comments. I I I'm really this is just uh, this is beyond anything that I could have 
ever imagined. I, I did not think I'd be hating on The Rock this badly or a Rock-Roman Reigns match, but this is exactly this is exactly the wrong time to do any of this. And like I said, the fact that WWE would think that this is okay to do and there would be no fan backlash and they would make Cody Rhodes, the guy who's been a flag bearer and the face of the freaking company, look as stupid as he did, shame on them, man. Shame on them. I think out of all the episodes we've ever done together, right, since you joined um, the show, this has probably been the most stressful episode we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I wish you, I wish this was on Facebook Live so that people could see how stressed we are and how how violently we're we're <laughs> we're getting into our words here. I mean, I, I, really come <laughs> that way, but, I mean, this is just like I said, this had me so freaking heated, man. I couldn't wait to do a show. I I I was. I was glad you said, do we have to do a show? Because there's no way we could let another week go by. We needed to get on here and talk about this because I'm sick and tired of just tweeting out the hashtag, we want Cody and not expressing or actually saying, you know, venting, you know, my words out. I'm not going to do that on Twitter, but um, <laughs> you know, WrestleMania 40, WrestleMania 40, my excitement for WrestleMania 40 was through the roof. We <laughs> had the potential of Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the world title on night one. We had Cody Rhodes finishing his story against Roman on night two. And now we don't have, any of that. Now we just have The Rock facing Roman Reigns, and we have CM Punk uh, out with injury, and then we have Cody Rhodes challenging Seth Rollins for the world title, which is going to be his consolation prize for, you know, for flying the flag and putting the work over the year. Like, unfreaking believable, man. Like, you really just, like I said, you can't make it up. And this, this company, like, the more things change, the more they stay the same, it seems like. And, like I said, I thought we were past this point, but I don't think we'll ever be past the point of part-timers coming back and stealing full-time full uh, performers' main events. I really don't. Because one day, Roman Reigns is going to be retired, and then he's going to come back when he's freaking, you know, in his mid-50s, and he's going to come back to steal the main event away from Braun Breaker. Watch. Just watch. This is never-ending. This is WWE, and this is what they do. <laughs> and I mean, not for nothing. Roman's already a part-timer as it is. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, three things real quick. Three things, um, cause we're we're stressed out, bro. I, I hear it in your voice. I'm fucking just just devastated with all this. But three things real quick. One, if we do get Seth Rollins and Cody, Seth can't lose this match. Cody's gonna have to take oh. the L. There's no yes, way. So there's no way Seth could lose this match. Him to be four and zero against Cody Rhodes, unless. And here's the funny thing, too. And nobody even gives a shit about this, right? Damien Priest has money in the bank. Nobody gives a fuck about poor Priest. Dude, this is, that is what I, I, I... Dude, I kid you not. I think that's the only way to get around this. Is Damien Priest. Because I would not have Cody win his first championship since coming back to be the world's heavyweight. That, that absolutely... Even if he does that, it kills... When he does finish the story and win the actual... It, does take, it win, does take... It doesn't... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same. And... No. Seth Rollins is probably just trying to heal up so he can get through a WrestleMania match. He might need surgery after that. So mm -hmm. I don't even know if him retaining is the right choice. The only way out of this is Damian Priest. And my goodness, man, if we have to sit through... So, and listen, I like Damian Priest. I, 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 I do too! I like WWE hasn't done justice with them. They, 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 they kind of dropped the ball with him. But not... Not winning the world championship at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. In, in, in night one of the main event of WrestleMania, where night two we have to sit for the Rock versus Roman Reigns. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. That would 
that would just be oh my god what a, what a disaster i mean really but i think that is the only way out of this really <gasps> oh i know i know can aew just get good again please well well, look well here's the, i'm glad you mentioned aew and i and i'm not being serious with this <laughs> let's just imagine tony khan just picking up the phone Hey, Cody, I'm just checking in on you. Um, I'm seeing <laughs> what they're doing with you in the WWE, and I just think it's just not right. And I want you to finish, you know, your story over here in AEW. You know, we'll, we'll ignore the fact that the stipulation, you're not challenging for the AEW World Championship. And listen, if you don't want to even challenge for that, we have a whole bunch of titles that you could challenge for. So, um, you know, give me a call back if you decide to, you know, change your back and change your mind and, you know, come back home. You know? <laughs> Listen, yeah, that's the that's him finishing his real story, right? Is uh, winning the AEW World Title, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, dude, you know, I, I'm I'm sure I've been stressed in the past when it comes to like wrestling storytelling and stuff like that. You know, I'm not saying that I haven't been like this like emotionally invested, but like like to this level, like how I'm feeling, it's been a very very long time, dude, and it's fucked up. I, I hope we get like um like I said I'm praying to the wrestling gods I hope we get like something like a like a like a miracle like we did back in 2014 with like Daniel Bryan or or something like that where plans change again and, and we do end up getting the Cody and Roman match because like you said and like we've been saying throughout like this tirade if the plan is indeed Roman and, and Rock not saying that's an impo- that's impossible. I just don't think it's going to be as easy to tell a story when the fan base wants Cody to be the guy, okay? They don't want the Rock and Roman match now. Maybe they'll want it later. But at 40, WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, it's Cody's night. No one else's. That's the blockbuster match, not the Rock and Roman. Yeah, this is Cody's time. And I, we could sit here again, and, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll eat my words again. But I didn't think I would let, when I said this last year. But, I mean, you cannot hold off another year for this Cody finishing the story. You cannot do that. Because they got lucky that they were able to right their wrong from last year and that Cody's still red hot and that we want to see him finish the story. But to wait potentially another year, because let's be honest, if Roman, well, let's, let's hope it's when Roman wins, at WrestleMania, and he beats The Rock. I, I still don't do think really, that. I still do don't think really, The Rock's gonna be Roman. There's no way. <laughs> no, no. But do you think when Roman wins that he's gonna drop the title to Cody at SummerSlam then, before he passes Hulk Hogan? Now let's let, let's just clear the air on this really quick. I don't know why WWE is so infatuated with him passing Hulk Hogan when he's like third all time on like the the record breaking list. Like it means absolutely nothing to pass Hulk Hogan unless they're really just trying to erase. Everything from Hogan from the history books, which again, who cares at this point? I don't see Roman. I, I mean, losing. are they really trying to erase everything from Hogan? Hogan fucking started the pay per view for the Rumble. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, what are we doing? If Roman wins, I fear he's holding it for another year until WrestleMania 41. And are we going to really do this with Cody again next year? Because that ain't going to hit. Did you know? Notice- later, especially if he doesn't win the Rumble, which I don't think he's going to win three Rumbles in a row. It's just not going to hit. If he wins the Chamber next year and gets Roman in Mania 41, wherever it is, even if it's in freaking Atlanta where his hometown is, it's still it's still just too little too late in my yes. opinion. Yes, yes. 
And that's the problem with WWE sometimes. They don't capitalize on shit when the iron is fucking hot. And you can make the argument that they kind of, until what we got on Friday night, they kind of was like, all right, now here's our time to, like, you know, undo the the mistake that we did for WrestleMania 39, right? Even though I knew that it wasn't a sure thing, right? But, like, Cody kept us all invested. We went through all his trials and tribulations, every roadblock, even the times that he felt like he was in limbo. We were still invested in the Cody Rhodes story. We were still invested in him as a character. We were still invested in him as a human being, right? And then every little tease that we got, whether it was that he wants to go for Roman Reigns, the face-off after they won the tag titles with him and Jey Uso, all that shit, right? He wins the Rumble again. We're like, yes! He's finally going to get his moment. And then you just sweep the rug out of all of us. And guess what? Now we're not going to get that anymore. Well, we're going to supposed to wait another fucking year? Well, you think like, oh, listen, we still kept Cody hot for a year. They could wait another year. No, no. Why do you want to do that to your fucking audience? You no, have yeah. to do that to your fucking audience. And at this point with the Roman Reigns title record, listen, I've been on here raising my one up and singing the praises of Roman Reigns in this title reign. But let's be fucking honest here. After SummerSlam last year, this bloodline story has been fucking dry as shit. It doesn't. It doesn't have. It doesn't hold the same amount of water that it did once before. It doesn't. Okay. So like, it does that title reign not for nothing? And this is no disrespect to Roman. Okay. He's been a great champion, but that reign right now that he's on, the run that he's on right now, it's not hitting the same anymore. It's not. No, it's getting stale, and this is why you. They should have pulled the belt off of him last year, and then. It's like, oh, now Roman doesn't have a championship, so what does he do now? And listen, that's a tough spot. When you go from being a champion for over three years, right, and you have this historic reign and you finally lose, how do you book Roman moving forward? Well, the next big storyline could be this Rock storyline. It gives him something to do outside of the championship. And again, being the head of the table, it seems like to me, is greater than being the universal undisputed champion. I mean, it's like their family's like thing, right? Being the head of the table... You could easily sell WrestleMania main event next year, non-title match, Rock and Roman, with the head of the table on the line. They need to pull this belt off of Roman, and it needs to be Cody. And I ultimately do still think, one way or another, it's going to be Cody beating Roman for this belt. I don't know where, and I don't freaking know when at this point, but it's going to – it's got to be Cody but again, is it going to be Cody after he wins the world heavyweight title? Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be a unification? Uh, I hate all of these ideas in these theories. They had it so perfectly. It's a freaking layup right in the palm of their hands. And every time they have something in the palm of their hands, they just try and always go the complicated route. And I don't understand why. I understand, again, like I said before, the Rock Roman stuff. I get why. And maybe they were put in a tough spot. But there are so many other ways that they could have gone about this without, you know, without just destroying everything they built with Cody Rhodes and making him look like an absolute moron. And I'm just really upset and frustrated, and I feel for this guy because, yes, I know wrestling is is scripted. Yes, I know all this stuff, you know, it's storyline-based. But these things hit hard sometimes, and, and the, the, the road that Cody's on, the story that he has is a real-life story. And again... I, I'm pretty sure when he pointed at Roman at the end of the Rumble and in the post-show press conference, 
he really believed and thought that this was it. He was he was finishing his story. For them to then go tell him, and I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that room when that happened. For them to go in there and tell him that it's not happening this year because the, this is the Rock's time, man, that's uh, that sucks. And that really that that's that's just proof right there that life isn't fair. You know. So. <sighs> This has been a very stressful episode. Don't get me wrong. I'm having fun, like, just discussing this and just, like, talking about it. But it's it's heartbreaking, man. Like, and I'm, I'm sure some people are going to listen to it and be like, oh, you guys are just being fucking, you know, pussies. Or you guys like, oh, what's the big deal, blah, blah, blah. But, like, listen, when you're invested in something like this, especially like a guy like Cody Rhodes, right? It's heartbreaking seeing, like, a guy that, you think like they're finally gonna get that moment. That's why I, I kind of have been. You saw like the reel I posted where CM Punk it, that promo with Cody and Roman right before Rumble, and yeah, Punk says like, "Oh, you know, you've carried this company for the last two years, and you even made the cover of the the new 2K game." And and right when you think you're gonna finish your story, oh, what's that in the distance? Oh, a bigger superstar that hasn't been here for a while and just takes it all away from you. And that's literally what's happening right now. I would love to know CM Punk's thoughts on this because I mean, it's so funny how the, the one year he comes back and he thinks now that things have changed and the same thing is happening from 2013 all over again when The Rock did this to him. I would love to know what CM Punk's thoughts are. No, well, listen, if he I... walks out again, we know what his thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if it happens to him again, he might walk out. Oh, God almighty. It's just not... It's... But you know yeah. what? The, the, okay, so like I know a lot of people like to crap on punk and stuff like that. But here's the difference, right? Here's the difference between between a guy like punk, right? And I'm just assuming here, right? I feel like if they pitched punk to win the rumble, I think he probably would have said no and would have been like, no, mm -hmm. it's Cody's time. Just yeah. like a la 2014, when right before he walked out, he knew it wasn't his time. It was Brian's time. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I think yeah. Punk is smart enough to know to read the room. Yeah, and I think Punk knows, too, that it's never a good look when a guy comes back yes. and immediately handed everything. Yep. Because that's what happened with Batista in 2014. Yep. Even if Daniel Bryan, the Daniel Bryan stuff wasn't even a thing, I still think people would have been rejecting Batista just because you come back in and you steal a spot again. People don't like when, when this happens, okay? And, like, again, the fact that it's still happening in 2024 is ridiculous. But people don't like that. You have to work your way up. You have to earn the spot. Now, Cody Rhodes, when he came in back to the company, he beat Seth Rollins three times. And then, you know, he got lucky because, well, I mean, not really lucky, but he got he got injured and he, he wrestled that match with the torn pec, which I think earned a lot of people's respect. Yep. And they were like, wow, this guy is, this guy is, he's the man. Like, he is the guy. I, I still think Seth should have won the second match. I don't think he should have won three in a row. Though. I agree. I agree. I agree. Especially now. You know what we need to do, Ryan? This is what I, we need to do. We need to start <clears throat> the woe movement, okay? That's what we need yeah, to do. Yeah, I've been seeing that. The woe movement. And yeah, but maybe something happens. And it just sucks, dude. It just, the more I talk about it, the more like frustrated I get because it, this shouldn't be fucking happening. I don't right. know how anybody could fucking just sit there and think, like, you know what's a good idea? Let's remove Cody Rhodes from the main event picture. We've been building this fucking story for a whole fucking year. Technically two years because we've been chasing for this title for two years. And let's just throw the rock in there that hasn't wrestled a goddamn match in over 10 years. It's just ridiculous. This shouldn't even be happening. We shouldn't even have to be 
uh, campaigning on social media, we want Cody or Woe Movement. We shouldn't be having to do this. This man won the freaking Royal Rumble, and you teased us. It's not like a Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah, he won the Rumble. He it's different from Daniel Bryan. Right. He wasn't even in the freaking Rumble. All right? Like, that's it's a way different scenario. Like, this is what makes no sense. Like, we shouldn't even be bothering to do this because they should be giving it to us because they teased us with it. Again, I understand plans change, but you know what? If you, They had to have a feeling they were going to do Rock and Roman at Mania. Since Rock dropped that line on the January 1st episode, they had to know that they were doing it there. Don't give me, oh, they, they didn't know where they were going to do it, Saudi or Australia. They knew it was going to be WrestleMania. That's where The Rock wanted it to be. So you know what? Why didn't The Rock just win the Royal Rumble? Yeah, that would have pissed a lot of people off. That would have pissed me off. But at least it would have made sense. And we wouldn't have been sitting here, and he wouldn't have stole the moment directly away from Cody Rhodes. At least, you know, he yeah, would have you know stole what? the moment. You think, of, the think about that shit. A week later, after the Rumble, that's when The Rock shows up. Rock should have just won the Rumble. Exactly. Yeah. He should have just won the fucking Rumble. Yep. Oh, God. What the fuck? All right. You know. I, I, it's, it's a really gonna be a harder transition here, and and I don't want to go too long with this, but like, do you have any energy to like even just kind of give some quick thoughts on like all the Vince stuff? Uh, yeah. Without you know, we don't have to I go mean, into detail. We don't have to yeah. mention the 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 lady's name or anything like that. Like, yeah. the, like listen, the information is out there. I forget how much it is. I think it's like sixty something pages, right? And you know, you got Vince mentioned on there, John Laurinaitis, Brock Lesnar. Like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of crazy shit in there. No pun yeah, intended. Yeah. No Wanna pun intended. If you know, you know type of right. thing. If you don't know, you go, you'll look at it on your own time because it's just, uh, yeah. It's I, disgusting. I it's disgusting. It. Yeah. But I can't, you know what? But I, I can't, I can't say I'm surprised. Look at how the man portrayed himself on fucking TV. Like, I, am I surprised that he was like, this fucked up, it's it's terrible. Don't get me wrong, but am I surprised? No, it's it's very um, it's very Weinstein, Epstein, or Jace, If you think about it, if the yeah. allegations are true, let me just throw that yeah. out there too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, it's disgusting. It's not surprising, like you said. And this is just more, I mean, I've hated Vince McMahon for a while now, and this is just obviously more of a reason to absolutely despise this man in every way, shape, or form. And all I can hope is that he spends time in jail behind bars because this is what he deserves, yep. man. Yep. He's a disgusting, despicable human being. Yep. Um, same goes for John Laurinaitis. Oh, Anybody yeah. Else who's involved, they, they should be in the jail cell together. Um, just, yeah, I, I know they probably won't because, you know, money, money solves everything for them, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is... Money solved this issue for a couple of years until, you know, they just got exposed this past week. Uh, they thought they could, you know, shut her up and they give her all this money. And, again, I'm glad she came forward because, again, money just can't shut these things down. And I feel really terrible for any woman in any company in any anywhere around the world that has to deal with this. Uh, you know, it, I just – obviously, we're guys, and we don't really have to worry about that type of stuff, right? But, like – Girls in a in a work environment or even in any type of environment, they always have to worry about these sleaze balls, you know, like any of this stuff. And it's just so, it's it must be so traumatizing, you know. And yep. I just can't imagine what this what this young girl, because I mean, I saw a picture of her. She looks young, mm -hmm. is going through now, and you know, she's going to carry this for the rest of her life. 
This yeah. is not something that's going to escape her. She probably has PTSD every single 1,000%. day because of this. And it's just wrong. It's so wrong. And I, you know, we could, we could try and so bad, you know, like stand up to this stuff. Right. You know, and like try our best to campaign for this stuff to end. But the, the fact of the matter is this stuff is never going to end. Right. No. It's kind of just like racism. Yep. It's like, uh, it's, it's like, you know, the, the LGBTQ stuff, like, there's always going to be people that abuse that stuff, 1,000%. and unfortunately, this is the world we live in. And um, yeah, man, it's just it's it's really sickening. And like I said, the only thing I could say is I hope they spend time behind bars because it's just uh, it's it's unbelievable. It really, really is just so disgusting. It really is, man. It really is, and it's a shame that you know if the allegations are true that he got away with it for so fucking long, and then. What's also going to be very telling is if this goes to court and this ends up going to trial is who else is going to be exposed in all this, right? And who else is guilty for being involved or knowing about it and not saying anything? And it's just terrible. And then also you got to look at it from the aspect that too, when it comes to like just the McMahon family as a whole, like look at Shane McMahon has kids. Stephanie and Triple H have kids too. And now because of their fucking insane, disgusting grandfather you got to think about like what that kid might have to go through now knowing that now the whole world knows that their grandfather is a fucking creep yeah yeah i mean same goes for even like steph and, and shane yeah. like i mean you know like just to know that that's their father right like yeah. how do you look at him the same after reading all this stuff and and even um I, I I forgot they were even related, but the Bella twins yeah. with the John Laurinaitis yeah. situation. Yep, uh, they put out a statement, and they must be mortified. You know, like I think they were still married. You know, he was still married. Yeah, to I, the... I think if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong with this, but I believe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I believe that the Bella, the Bella twins' mom, also had been dealing with like some medical stuff too. So, oh wow! On top of whatever she's battling with, right? Then you get this bombshell drop what the fuck man like yeah it's 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 freaking awful there's and, so you many know, but... victims here besides like the, the the main victim right you know and i don't want to say her name but like besides that there's so many other domino effect that affects other people's lives because of people that think they're untouchable and think they could get away with whatever they want to do because they're you know people with power with money like it's just it's just fucked up it's disgusting and yeah, man, it's it's really, really, uh, it's just really, really messed up, man. Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really all I can we could really say on the subject, you know, without getting into it even yeah. more. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, listen, I'm glad he's finally done and uh, you know, gone forever, and hope we never hear of him again. Yeah, and like one thousand percent. I don't want to oh. know nothing about Mystic Man. He needs to just disappear because the the guy. Not only has he been a toxin in in the wrestling world, right? And I think you know some people are gonna be here that are like, really, why would you say that he created so much dope shit? Well, you know what? He's created a lot of bad shit too, you know. And yep. uh, and then on top of that, he's also a terrible human being outside of all this, right? Well, there's smoke, yeah, with, there's fire. Which triumphs anything that you know he could be yeah. bad at booking wrestling and stuff, but this stuff triumphs. Yeah, exactly. All. Yeah, so he needs to just fucking disappear, and I and I just yeah. He's gonna get what he deserves. All right. Um, some house cleaning news before we wrap up, because this man, this episode is the one for the record books, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's one of our best ones, I think. Honestly, yeah. the passion, the passion that we we put into this, uh, oh, definitely. So good, so good. But um, 
you know, I just wanted to address uh, pretty much, I guess, like the future of the show and the future of Lucha Outsiders as a whole. So, unfortunately, uh, and I don't want to go into too too much details, but Leo will be taking a leave of absence. I mean, yeah, he hasn't been around for a couple episodes here and there, but um, Leo will be taking a leave of absence because uh, due to some, uh, he's fine, everything's good, the family's fine, or everything, but. Um, Los Radio will continue, and for those that don't know, Los Radio is you know where he was running a studio, and where he was um producing for some podcasts and stuff. That is gonna transition to a different platform where he's gonna be less involved. So with that being said, he's gonna he's gonna have to change a couple things, you know. So um, Lucha Outsiders show is still gonna be a thing. It's just I don't know how. It's probably going to be like this. You're probably going to get like a podcast whenever we can do a podcast, right? Um, Whenever Ryan's available, whenever I'm available, we'll, you know, because I love podcasting, you know, this is kind of at this point, I've become more of a part time podcaster, right? Because I do love talking wrestling with you. But yeah, for for the time being going forward, this is pretty much what you're going to get. That doesn't mean that the Facebook page is going to die and the Instagram page is going to die. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, this weekend I try to get back to routine of posting shit. And you guys have been seeing that on, on social media, both at um, Instagram and Facebook. But when it comes to Facebook lives and shit like that, um, we're probably not going to have one of those for a, a, a while. All right. I'm not saying that's, it's not going to ever return again, but at least for the time being, this is what you're going to get when it comes to both uh, Ryan and myself. Yeah. You know, I think uh, it's, it's just that time, you know, uh, you know, you started off the episode talking about how great, you know, everything's going in your personal life now. And like, things are just changing. You know, you, you've got a girlfriend now, I've got a girlfriend now, we just got different things going on and in our lives. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think as long as we hop on here for something like this, you know, where this was a big, big newsworthy week, right? Like there was a lot to talk about, you know, something like next week, there may not be that. I mean, maybe there will, depending on what happens at the press conference. So, like, hey, that's <laughs> what happens on Monday. Yeah, right. Something, happened, something crazy happened Monday. Like, Ryan, we got to do an emergency episode Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'd be fine with doing things like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely be pumping out content still. But, yeah, it probably won't be on as uh, a consistent basis as it was, obviously, you know, as it once was. Um, but I think that's okay. Like I said, as long as we still get uh, episodes out there and we cover the important stuff, you know, I think, uh, you know, People yeah, I was. Appreciate I, that, so. Yeah, I was telling Oridian actually. I don't know if I was telling her this yesterday or earlier today. I was telling her how, like, um, I, I think for me when it really sunk in, like, this is just a vanity project for me, and then like I could do it when I do it. It was probably yeah. like around. It was probably like after like my father passed away. It was like around that time where it's like, um, not that the passion for me died or anything. It was just like you know what we do is what we do and listen, we have a great following and, but it's just like, I just don't have the energy to just sit like in a press scrum with like a whole bunch of people that I don't necessarily fuck with. You know, I, I'm, I'm more of the type of person that likes to see like people like Oridian that's doing so much great things with Fightful and then like her radio stuff and, and just everything she's doing with like interviews and stuff or like someone like Glow that with her platform, she's doing all these different things. Like I like cheering from like the sidelines with like, great people that do shit and if i you know just do this as a part-time just to get my thoughts and opinions out there with you i'm totally you know content with that you know yeah no totally me too i mean i'm i feel lucky and grateful to be in the spot you know you brought me on as a full-time guy you know i was a 
uh, rotating third at one point, you know, doing episodes here and there whenever you asked. And then you asked me to be full time and I was all on board with it. And so I'm grateful to be even in this spot and, you know, to be able to voice my opinion on things, you know, because I don't really tweet that much anymore. I know you said, you know, the Instagram's not going to die or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I hate to say it unless I get like some. I, <laughs> unless Cody doesn't really go to WrestleMania challenge Roman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I mean, the, the, the Twitter, the X, I feel like is. I mean, I haven't tweeted on there in a while. You know, I don't really tweet that much anymore, mm-hmm. you know. So this is, like, the only time I really can get my opinions out, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll do them when we can here and there. Um, won't be as consistent, but either way, we'll definitely uh, pump yeah. out some episodes. Yeah, we'll still try to put some shows out there for you guys. And, and yeah, if you still see us as shows, like, you know, as long as you're not a fucking peckerhead or a douche, you know, you could talk. We could talk shop. Like, I don't care. Like, I always like to talk about wrestling, so. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it, man. What a fucking phenomenal episode we did today. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was a good one. I mean, I knew knew coming into it, it was definitely going to be a good one. But I think this is one of our best ones I think we've ever done uh, just because of all the stuff that's going on. We covered so much and there was so much passion in our voices and we had some we made some great points. And, uh, you know, obviously, when, when you can get really into something like that, you know, like you getting into the unifying stuff that you were talking about before and you know, me obviously talking about how much of a bitch The Rock is, and, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, when you get behind that and, and, you know, you could hear the passion in somebody's voice. It just makes th- this content that much better. Yeah. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys and, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens on this windy road to WrestleMania that has so many different potholes and construction going on, you know, in the middle of it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm really curious to see what goes on on Raw tomorrow night and then see what this big press conference in Las Vegas uh, this week gives us. Speaking of Mania, what? so what, Um, obviously you're going to be there Mania, which is the weekend. Are you, what are you getting there, Friday, Thursday? What are you doing? Um, so I'm getting, so I'm Thursday, me and my buddies are going to Atlantic City. Uh, we're going to spend the night in Atlantic City. Oh, nice. City. And, uh, and then from there we'll drive to Philly on Friday. So we'll spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then uh, I'll leave Monday. Okay, so I, I, I'll ideally right now I plan on taking that Friday off, drive up there Friday, and then I would probably go back home that Sunday night. But I ain't going to work Monday. Fuck that. I'm taking the day off. Screw that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I toyed with the idea of leaving on Sunday night, but you know my stupid ass is thinking, oh, Cody's gonna finish the story. I'm gonna be on such a high. I'm not gonna want to get in my car and drive. You, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I want to drink. <laughs> yeah, they got that Xfinity Live. Yeah, that's a pretty cool street. spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm going there to celebrate and sing Kingdom and and get obliterated. Like that was my plan. But here I am. Now I now I may consider driving home. I don't know. I mean, I do have a hotel book, so I may just keep it. But uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, that's my plan as of right now. I'll share something privately with you when we when we sign off. But um, all right, man. Um, we'll we'll be obviously together at Mania at some point. But um, yeah, that's it, man. I, that, that's the show and. Hopefully everybody's gonna enjoy this one hell of a fucking episode. Uh, Ryan, I know you said the Twitter's pretty much dead, but uh, give me yeah, some plugs so or no something. Plugs. No Damn, plugs, no... nothing. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I guess you could if you want to follow me on my uh, my my personal accounts. I there you go. You there at, you go. <laughs> yeah, at Ryan underscore Martirano. Um, you could find the spelling of my last name uh, somewhere. I'm sure. Uh, you know, on Twitter, X, or Instagram. So yeah, there you go. You know what? There. That should be your plus going forward. And anyways, I always put that. I always put that on our bio for like the episode. The yeah, episode, yeah, exactly. I always put that on there. So that's perfect. And hey, listen. You know, if you still want to follow the At Lucha Outsiders on X or Twitter, you know, if we just get this like 
insane following where everybody's just following the page now. Maybe I'll have no choice but to start tweeting on it. So, you know, still follow it. Give it up. Why not? All right. All right. So, so the, the page is not dead. It's just like it's on standby. It's, it's still there. It's, it's like just, on standby, uh, yeah. you know? It's on a little hiatus. Yeah. yeah. All right. You can follow me at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter or Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Or if you want to follow my personal page at Rated R since 87, that's at Instagram, not Twitter, because I'm not on Twitter. And yeah, that is it for so for the old man Leo that's not here, and I don't know when he's gonna come back. So I think going forward, I'm just gonna say for our double Ryan Radar, and you're truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it rated R, stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night. Bang!